Welcome to Wisdom Plug Podcast with your host, Yemi Davids. The wiser you are, the better you live. Ephesians 2 verse 11. Therefore, remember that you, uh, once Gentiles in the flesh who are called of circumcision, by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands. Verse 12, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise. That at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. When you were without Christ, you were an alien from the commonwealth of Israel and then you were strangers from the covenants, plural, covenants of promise having no hope and without God in the world. What we are saying is our covenant with God has many aspects, many sides. Uh, we have the covenant of protection. We have the covenant of favor. There are many covenants of promise, promise or promises provided in God. He said, at that time, you were without Christ and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Verse 13. But now, somebody say now, in Christ Jesus, you who, are, you who once were far off have been brought nigh, near by the blood of Christ. So what I want to do in my own sessions uh, is to help us see some part of this covenant. We can't explore everything, uh, but we touch on some important parts uh, of the covenant so that we can experience the fullness of it today. I want to just, in this morning's session, run through the covenant of victory. Covenant of victory. Father, in the name of Jesus, we present the blood of Jesus Christ as our entrance. We are qualified by the blood of Jesus Christ. And we receive understanding. We receive insight. We receive victory. Thank you, Father. Every distraction is reduced to nothing. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Somebody say amen. Somebody say, Amen. First John 5, 14. First John 5, 14. What makes you great is the ability you have to overcome the challenges of life. Challenges will come to everybody. Uh, situations, setbacks. But not everyone knows how to overcome every challenge. Uh, this scripture, 1 John 5, 14, uh, if we can have that on the large screen as much as possible. Now this, I, I want us to read it together. Is it on the other screen? Okay. I want us to read it together. 1 John, oh, that's the wrong thing. Wow, what happened? <laughs> 1 John 5, 14. The scripture I need is, this is the victory that overcomes the world. What? 5, 4. They are very close. So remove the one from the 14. You can just remove the one. Okay. Praise the Lord. Can we do it together this morning? One, two, go. For whatever is born of God does what? And this is what? The victory that has overcome the world, even our what? Faith. We are overcomers. Many years ago, 
a minister of the gospel in the United States, a top minister, made a comment in his ministry, a very large ministry. And he said, God does not deliver us from troubles. And he was emphasizing how, as a believer, you are supposed to be drenched in troubles, you know, and perhaps from a sincere heart. And another minister of the gospel now said, the kind of message you hear determines your outcome in life. So people that are burned from that kind of ministry, you'll find that when trouble comes, they don't really fight it. They just embrace it and see it as, okay, it's part of my Christian life. The covenant of victory is part of the covenants of promise. Now this scripture clarifies it. For whatever is born of God does what? Overcomes the world. And this is the victory. Somebody say victory that overcomes the world even our faith. Psalms 91, I think verse 15, also clarifies so that you don't embrace it and say, this is my destiny. There is a covenant of victory. There's a way to overcome any challenge. Scripture has provided the system by the covenant. Look at this. He shall call upon me. And what will he do? He will answer. Now, if this verse just ended up with, I will be with him in trouble, then that pastor would have been right. Now, yes, there's a trouble, but I'll be with you. I'll be comforting you. I'll be encouraging you. But he didn't end there. What did he say? I will what? That means from that trouble, I can obtain deliverance. Not just deliverance. It shall turn for my honor. It shall turn for my prosperity. It shall turn for my glory. So the kind of message you hear determines your outcome in life. And that pastor said, if he was a member of that particular kind of church, he would have left a long time ago because he just realized that people will be expecting troubles. They will be living in troubles. They will not even really fight back. If you start hearing things like God is teaching me through this trouble, you know, and when the devil sees that, he begins to multiply the trouble. But look at this. He said, if I call upon me, I will answer him. That's prayers. And then I will be with him. I will come in to sort him out and I will deliver him. He said, for your shame, you shall have double honor. So let's see, what does it take to walk in the covenant of victory? What does it take to walk when there is a mountain, when there is a challenge? This is a new half or like a new year. Some challenges show up, some things show up. What are the principles? What are the steps I need to take to ensure that I turn it to honor? I turn it into victory. It's already in the scriptures. There are things you already know, but the Holy Ghost will help us bring it out. And I see people obtaining victories the second half of the year. I see people obtaining victory the second half of the year. This second half. The first thing is, say the victory. By the way, Kenneth Hagin puts it in his own way. He said, say it. This is the first step. These are unshakable principles that ever work. Say it. What do I say it? Huh. Many of the people that obtain victory. Let's look at Matthew 9, 21. There was a saying at first. The woman with the issue of blood. What did she say? If what? If I may 
touch. That's the saying. Not this sickness will kill me. This second half, I don't know how I'm going to survive. This new government in my country, I don't know how it will be. No, if I may touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made well. Say it. Tell your neighbor, say it. In fact, it's at the core of the covenant of victory. If you confess me before angels, I also will confess you. I will open you up. Your sins determines the things you get. Now, we know these things. This conference is to serve as reminders, reinforcement, or recovery. Um, our daughter was in service. Our, our second daughter was in service yesterday. And I was asking her, what did you learn? She said that I learned to word rude, not word rude. She said, the media will teach you something else. And many people are ruled by the media. And most of the things on the media are contrary to God's word. So what I said, she learned that you have to be word ruled if you must enjoy the best of life. What are you saying? Many of us knew these things over the years. But we have become world ruled, sentiment ruled, just among people ruled. <laughs> you know, as I was preparing for the conference and God was saying, emphasize the word. He said, do you remember that there was a time they went to arrest Samson and they gave the secret away. What's the secret? If you can what? Cut his hair. His power will disappear. And his power disappeared. And they had dominion over somewhere. He now said, but do you know that the hair grew again? That that's what's happened to many believers. There are some victories they used to have 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when they pray, they do these things. But somewhere along the line, the hair, not of Samson now, all those things, They've started growing back in their lives. And until they return to what worked for them, they will be troubled like the world. I, I, I wonder why they didn't put a barber in the room of... I mean, it's amazing. You knew that that was what led. And they left him. And the thing grew fully. A barber should be in the second cell. Just find one barber that committed crime. And jail him too. Or put chemical. I don't, I don't understand. And you are there checking, and they check the prisoners every time. And you saw the hair growing, and it never occurred that you are caught in danger. But the Lord said that's how it is for people. If you look at the book of Deuteronomy, there's always remember. We forget. Oh, we forget. We read too much Twitter. Facebook, newspapers, and those things begin to cloud, and the airs of the enemy begins to grow back, and things that you had overcome, things that you are subdued, you, that you are a fairy believer, any mountain you move, you are not explaining the mountain. By any time you are 42, you used to have headache every day, 
according to the Medical Association of Italy. Anytime somebody's at this particular season, that they, you know, and, and then you, you are down saying that. You know, in Psalm 91 verse 2, he says, and I will say of the Lord, he is my what? Refuge. You can't explain it. I will not die prematurely. You, 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 if you like, say mortality, is it mortality rate or maternity rate? I, I, I believe it. That with long life, it will what? Yes. He said, I will say, say it. I'm not saying pray it. Say it. I will say the woman of the, uh, uh, the issue of blood said, ah, if I may but touch, that was where the miracle was born. And I love this one in 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel. Uh, 45. Is it 45? 1 Samuel, is it 17? 1 Samuel 17, 45. 1 Samuel 17. So we're going to be saying a lot this morning. Amen. So what are you saying about the second half of the year? It is what? How about the second half? This second half. Uh, it's my season of victory. I will say. Now, you say those things, especially in areas that are staring you in the face like failure. And David said to what? Not to God. He said to the Philistine, you come to me with what? Sword, with a spear, and with a javelin. But I what? Come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Verse 46. This day, can you see this saying? This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day, I will give the carcasses of the camel Philistines to the best of the earth and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. He was talking to a giant. What are you saying about your health? That report you got. One day, Kenneth Copeland said there was a report the child got. Very bad report about their child, medical report. And the first thing she said, I will not give in to fear. What you say matters. And that's how the victory started. What are you saying about the future? What are you saying about that health matter? About that ministry? He said, ah, Today, I will cut your head off. Say it. And I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress. In him will I trust. Numbers 13, verse 30. Numbers 13, verse 30. Close mouth is said to be close destined. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us what? And, now is he praying to God? He's saying, I remember when this decade started, around 2020 or so, I kept declaring, this decade is ours. This decade is ours. And I mean, between now and 2030, it's ours. It's brewing up. This is 2023. is by 2025, you will see, by the end of this year, this decade belongs to us. What are you saying about this decade? Are you, when they ask you about your life, are you going to be saying, so, so? I'm a, I'm a realist. I just say the thing the way it is. I don't deceive myself. 
You are not deceiving yourself. You are saying what you want. And you shall have what he says. These guys, I think you should go back to verse 28. Reverse a bit. And understand that the saying is where the covenant of victory started. Never the, okay, verse maybe 27, 27. Just, we are familiar with these scriptures. These are reminders reinforcing our understanding of how it works. Then they told him and said, we went to the land where you sent us, verse 27, uh, it truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit, 28. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are, the cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Enoch there, verse 29. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Etites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea. Uh, story, story. Now verse 30. Then Caleb said, eh, let us go up at once. The other people said, we are not able. Caleb said, we are well able. Can somebody say I'm well able to prosper this second half? Say it again, I'm well able to prosper the second half this year. We are well able. We are well able to overcome it. When God was uh, trying to teach me more on prosperity, he said, all the money that has been on earth before you were born didn't come to heaven. They, they, they can change currencies, maybe the printing, but everything is still here. It's still here, so people come and die, but the money is still there. Gold is still there. So, so it didn't evaporate, it didn't reduce. It didn't, uh, because of rain, it now reduced. The money is still globally, still there. Just go and take your portion of it. <laughs> My pastor said, he doesn't get bothered by exchange rates. He said the rate is bad. He said, if you have enough Naira, you will have enough. Uh, it's not that uh, if, if you don't kill yourself. That means if I need more Naira, as land reduced. They are building every day, right? But you know, new areas are opening up every day. So every generation, we build houses. They will build estates. In fact, some estates now will become obsolete in 20 years' time. Out of fashion. And new ones. So, so there is no scarcity. I, I'm, I'm saying this to energize your capacity to say, if David can speak of Goliath like that, then... I can speak over any mountain that you are coming down. You are not bigger than me. I love the way David put it. You come against me with sword and with spears, but I come against you in the name of the Lord God of Israel. The name of Jesus. We have the name of Jesus. You say it. And then number two, which is very simple. They are very simple things. Simplicity of the gospel. You do it. Your action defeats or puts you over. Faith without works is dead. That the woman with the issue of blood said within her, if I may but what? Touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. What did she do next? What did she do next? She moved into the crowd. One of our speakers, uh, they had a building project, and I remember 
they were delaying. They were delaying. They were delaying. And I called him one day. I said, if you continue like this, you will not do anything this I said, start. Start. <laughs> and they started. I think he shared his testimony in the course of the conference. So, Pastor, we started with, uh, is it 13 million? 13 million. After many months, how many have you, how much have you spent? They started with 13 million. Under four months, they spent 50 million. They plastered. They've done roof. Windows from ground or foundation up under three months. I have a question for everybody in this conference. What faith step can you take this second half that will make a difference in your history? What faith step? What action? <laughs> We moved into this dome before it was completely completed on Easter Sunday two years ago. Faith people are movers. You say it first and then you do it. What applications can you apply for? What registration can you do? What structuring of your business or your career can you do to position it for greater growth? What inquiries can you make about life? What partnerships can you start? What foreign accounts can you open that can help your finances? What global jobs can you apply for? There are global jobs. You can work in Sweden in case you don't know. You can work in Switzerland. Just what steps can you take that can make a difference in your journey? Every week, he was sending to me the progress of the project. But thank God they started. Thank God they started. Thank God they started. If you are waiting to gather the 50 million, you will not start. In fact, the 50 million will not gather. That's the principle of life. But when you start, after you have said it, then angels begin to move in your direction. You say it, you do it. What faith steps can you take this second half of 2023 that can change the landscape of 2023? That can set the pace for this decade? Somebody should register for something. Like that is who you are. Somebody should structure the business like that business is becoming times three. You understand? Or times four. Somebody is partnering with another person or another institution because you're expecting growth. Somebody is opening a foreign account knowing that God wants to bless them with more than their local currency. One of our breakthroughs in the last two years as a ministry was that faith step to open uh, accounts outside the country. We were slow with it before, just to open them. It took some effort, but thank God for the resilience. Just say, okay, people in the UK, you can give offerings here, you, you can do that. And, my God, thank, I called the accountant one day, I said, 
you see the day I, I remember the day I called him in the office. You have to do this before Friday. I mandated. I don't whether you fly there or you send paper there. Just open it. <laughs> and then <laughs> I can't mention figures, but I'm grateful we took that step last year. Exceeding grateful. Under four months. So what step, what step can you take? Registering your company. Oh, I have, I'm an entre- entrepreneur, entrepreneur, entrepreneur. Another faith step that you need to also put in your heart is scriptural steps. Scriptural what? Steps. Action based on scriptures. Isaiah 54 verse 1. What did he say? You should know it in this place by now. Isaiah 54, 1. So what is the step there? Who, did, who sings? Is it God that will sing to you? But the question is, how many people are singing? At times, I'll be worrying about something, and it will just remind me, I thought I told you to sing. I'm sorry, and then I'll get back to singing. And every day, new things are happening. I still sang this morning. I tried to do 36 minutes. Jumping. If I had to jump because somebody shared a testimony with me yesterday night. The best one I've ever had in my own life. I was sharing with my wife. Ah. It's like a dream. Just yesterday night. Here. Ah. I said, ah. I must sing this morning again. And I was singing this morning. It's like It's like madness. I will never be ungrateful to you, Lord. You sing like you are in the thing you desire. Understand it. You are singing with thanksgiving for what you have seen. Right? Grateful heart. You are now singing like you you think you will do when you have received... God asked me one day, he said, look at Joseph. The day they called, let's assume they called for Joseph on a Friday. Pharaoh called him on a Friday and they made him prime minister. And somebody told him on Wednesday that they're going to call you on Friday. And as you interpret the dream, the plan is he will make you the prime minister of Egypt. And he was sure on Wednesday. How will he dance on Wednesday in the night? But it's because you are not sure they will call you on Friday. So you are waiting. Mm, God help me. Can you imagine if he knew, if, even if he knew two weeks, two weeks to, even two months to, even a year to. So there are many things scheduled for the second half of the year. Can you dance yourself into it? And be singing. You are trusting God for the fruit of the womb. If you understand this revelation, when that baby shows up, how would you have been thanking God? God is saying, can you do it by faith? And from your heart. Trusting God for a job, trusting that thing that you desire, and then you now see it manifest. Singing, giving, Luke six thirty-eight, giving. Many people know about giving. I, I need to say, not everybody gives, and not everybody gives the way they should give. And your wells will start running dry. You will not lack the second half of the year. I said you will not lack the second half of the year. 
I'm grateful I caught this on time. I learned a lot from my pastor. A lot. He said one day, he told me, he said, do you know that many of the things that people celebrate, after many years, it becomes obsolete. Do you know that? There's some buildings in this same Lagos. Ah, this building is the, after some years, it looks like, in fact, cars. He said, seed sowing is what creates the new. Do you get it? The new. The moment that new, the news are not happening, the person too will look obsolete. So a ministry can be looking like Old Testament. A family can be looking, may you not be wearing old clothes forever. I, 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 do you understand? Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? It is the seed that multiplies to create harvest. It is the harvest that brings new things to you. When those new things stop coming, your life will look old. But it was new before. <laughs> Nothing can replace giving forever. Seed, time, and harvest shall not what? Artificial intelligence. Can it change it? Information technology. Can it change it? You know why? If a pilot does not eat for 30 days, he will crash the plane. He needs to eat. Pastor needs to eat food. President needs to eat food. And that food cannot be created chemically. They have to plant crops. I, I'm not sure whether you understand me. They have to plant crops for people to eat. Teacher of student must eat. Student too must eat. You have to plant crops. And Paul, in first, is it first or second Corinthians chapter 9, now, now simulated giving with planting. So we plant seed. He said, give and it shall be given to you. Good measure. Press down. Shaking together. And what? We'll be put where? People will give to you. If people are not giving to you, or things are not coming to you, I beg you to check what is going out from you. Am I, I, I making sense? You can't force it. Shall men place in what? You understand? Not that you force the men. The people will bring it to your bosom. It can come in form of promotion or gifts or whatever. But it will come into your bosom. Now, if it's not coming into your bosom, you check what has been going out from your bosom. <laughs> now, look at this. Are you understanding me? He said, for with the same measure that you use, it is the measure they will measure back to you. So if you don't like the measures that are coming to you, or you want higher measures, will you increase the measure? That, that's why at times, God would ask people to give a sacrificial seed. The reason is, he wants to increase the measure that is what? Going out from them. Because he has greater measures. He wants to bring to them or they are disturbing him. 
for greater measures. What did, Jesus, what did God give to reap the church of Jesus Christ? Is it, is it cash? What did he give? A human being. To reap human beings. And not just any kind of. If it was any kind, he would have just gathered Israel. Divided the two. Boom. Was only begotten himself. Measures. So I wrote on my board at home measures. Measures of seed. So I release. You, it's better you release your faith for measures than be troubling him for harvest. The Lord engraced me to do this measure. Sometimes I save to do that measure. Do you understand? Measures. Measures. <laughs> Measures. A farmer can plant one plot and then be expecting to reap a, an acre. He would have to believe God to expand the land, right? Which will now affect the increase. Many of us have become financially at the same level because we have been doing the same measures for the last five years. Our ministry was, I think, 20 years some time ago. We took some money to, to measure that measure for the first time in our ministry. That measure that is like dying is not a joke. Together or not, and I say, Lord, for this age, now let this ascend to heaven so that we can move up. So I'm not surprised. So there are measures. There was a time we were doing one million as a ministry, at times five million, you know, 10 million, 15 million, 20 million. We've gone beyond that. Measures. You want to have a dome. <laughs> Measures. A sacrifice of a goat cannot redeem mankind. Though they were doing it in the Old Testament. So clothes, you rip clothes. I was in Uganda. Pastor Israel is here. I was in Uganda. Is it Uganda? And um, South Sudan. It was a privilege for me. I was there. I carried all my ties. My best shoes. Everything. Packed it. You were, you were there? And I called him. We went there together. Please help me look for pastors that are very qualified by your spirit and give them this Gucci suit, give them this powerful tie. I gave them everything. May your clothes not be worn out on you. So I come back from the trip and somebody travels and say, I bought uh, 10 suits for you. It doesn't happen by luck. It's measures. I gave them powerful ties. As I was, was giving them, some of them come and greet Pastor Israel in the hotel. And I look at the shoe. I, I was tempted to remove it. Say, ah, this one is a sacrifice. So, ah, I was wondering why that me. I was tempted to remove it from his life. I smiled at him. He didn't know why I was smiling at him. <laughs> like, break it, break it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay, you went to London. And you brought me this. 
just turned on me now. Right? Was I there? Is it fine? Pastor Debo said, people travel, they'll be giving him ties. Ties. You know, say, God, what's the problem? God said, ah, you have been giving people ties too much. He said it himself. Then he now changed his suits and money. Seed time and harvest. That is how we create the future. I, I tell us one of the reasons why my wife and I honor our parents. We have two parents. Is because the days will come when you don't have this energy. It is what you have sown that you will reap. Believe me, it's already counting. I don't play with the two parents. I don't. The day will come, you'll be 60. I told God. I mean, is it that God that told me? Even if our own children don't do it, he will raise up other people to do it. Seed time and harvest. So they don't have to do it. But somebody else, it might be one student in church, but it will come back. You create the future. If you are seedless, you are, you are creating an empty future. Some ministers don't have seeds in the ground. So you will be using your hand to harvest. Your hand will be bloody. It will be hard. <laughs> Businesses you sow. Families you give. Teach your children to give. The devil doesn't like it, so he comes with all kinds of stories on social media. But I will preach the word. I will preach the word. If Jesus Christ needed five loaves of bread and two fish to multiply and feed five, why didn't he just say, Father, I'm, I'm Jesus. Let the bread come down. He was looking for a seed. Other miracles, he didn't look for seed. The blind man, he received your healing. The storm, he will rebuke it. But for material multiplication, ah, give me something. Go and check it. Go and check it. Go and check it. Elijah in the Old Testament, what do you have in your house? Oil. Let's multiply that. Material increase. Material, and which is important to our destinies, require material seed. So you give. Maybe the second half, make a plan. Consistency. And you do it not to impress anybody by faith. There are things we have stored up by faith in givings that makes you smile in the night. I took, we took something to our pastor some days ago, well, some months ago. And he called me in the night. I've received your sacrifice. I just even ate it now. Some money. He says, living sacrifice. And he started blessing us. He said, receive the blessings of a father. He doesn't say that to me before. I've, I've, I just entered that one this last year. He used to bless us. It was blessings and degrees. And I'm saying to us here. Now, last year, I started saying, receive the blessings of a father. And then he called me last week and said, Remember that people prevail by the blessings of their father. We will prevail. In this government, we will prevail. This second half will prevail. This ministry will be very great. Very, very great. The blessing explodes what seems small. I think I should stop there. Let's bow our heads for prayer.
Father, help me to walk in this principle. And I will say of the Lord, is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom will I trust. Wherever you are, can you say, say, say. Make declarations where you are. Can we stand up on our feet, people of God? We'll be sitting for 40 minutes. When they recharge conference, we should recharge the bit. Can you say? Do you know even seed? You say it to, co to collect it. That the seed you don't have. And you desire it. You say it. You know what I'm praying for seed? I said, Lord, I desire to give this kind for kingdom project. And your word says, you minister seed to the sower. So, Lord, minister this seed to me. And I wake up in the morning and someone from very far place credits me with that amount of money. He ministers business capital. You speak it to come. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. Can we go ahead and declare? Make declarations. Declarations of faith. Make declarations of faith. Especially in areas where you have shame. Speak it away. Say it, say it. About that your son, about that your husband, or, or that thing you are looking forward to, call it in. Ah, David said to Goliath, today, I will subdue you today. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. And I will say of the Lord, Father, we are grateful. We declare that better days are ahead of us. We declare that we walk in your plans and in your purpose. We declare that the second half of 2023 is far, far more glorious than the beginning thereof. We declare that your glory, your greater glory is what will be seen in our lives. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. A man is not old until he stops learning. When you stop learning, you start dying. Learning is the key to greatness. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church at The Goodland, Ifako Bus Stop, Oworonshoki, Ogbudu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org. Global Impact Church. Think greatness. Achieve greatness.